Hey, everyone thinks we're going to start off with what we're going to talk about for most of this. But let's sit back and enjoy some fig talk. Oh, yeah, some figs. Let's start uh, off with the fig talk. Good time for a sip right at the beginning of the podcast. Um, local comic store had a uh, 40 and 50% off sale this past week. So I went there, picked out some uh, so, some good items, I'd say. Uh, for for dirt cheap, there was a bunch of SH fig arts, uh, WWE figures. They had an Undertaker, Kane, Rock, and Triple H. First day I passed on them because the sale was only forty percent. But my game plan was, when it's fifty percent, I'll pick up those Rock and Triple H figures because they'll be twenty five for two of them. And uh, the uh, the Kane one was seventy dollars, and the Undertaker one was a hundred dollars pre sale. So. I was like, I'm not paying thirty and fifty dollars respectively for these figures. Nothing. Nor should you. Yeah. Um, so I passed on those, but I was gonna get the rock one. Went back the second day, wasn't there, but I did get the triple H one and uh it's gonna stay sealed in this box, I think. In case anyone wants it down the road in a couple decades. Yeah, that's how my uh AEW figures are staying. Sometimes you just gotta buy some stuff to keep it in the in the case. Yeah, my Dustin and Phoenix are in the cases still. I need to get a I need to get a Galoob, Dustin. But um yeah, I looked around for Galoobs, no Galoobs. They did have one old San Francisco Toymakers figure there. Uh WCW. One. Guess which one it was? Craig Pittman. No, Mark Mara. Was it a good it one? The, no, it was the one I didn't need. It was in decent condition, but um it was the one I needed, so I, I passed on it. How much was it? Uh, probably no more than ten dollars. I need that one. Oh, you! I didn't even think to ask you. I figured you had it already. Fuck! I, I would have just got it for you. That's fine. Don't you worry about it. Um, I'm assuming they're no longer doing a fifty percent off sale. Yeah, it ended yesterday. They've successfully paid their rent for the month. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Um. <laughs> I've got, I also got a ton of other figures too. I got a basic Shawn Michaels and Triple H Mattel, uh, probably from like 10 years ago. Triple H still has long hair. Uh, Shawn Michaels is in the chaps. I think it's his first figure with the chaps. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely wasn't. That'll Um, be, that'll be, uh, the only thing I remember from this pandemic. (laughs) I also got a Hideo Atami basic. They, th- he had a he had a, an elite too, right? I don't think so. I think he only oh. had two basics. Uh, but, I know um, Bry had him on the shelf in the neckbreaker room. Yeah, probably the same figure. Um, but uh, yeah, I probably paid a combined total of like seven dollars for those three figures. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but like, any the the SH Fig Arts figure I got for twelve fifty. Anything, that was the most expensive item I bought all weekend. Any wrestling figure you buy loose that you just feel like you should buy for no goddamn reason, if it's $5 or less, go for it. Yeah. That's why I have a Stevie Richards and an Akeem. <laughs> um, I also got those... W- I don't know if I talked about this, but I got those WWF Royal Rumble uh, figures, the Andre the Giant and Macho Man that come in the little... WrestleMania 3 and WrestleMania 6 mini rings. What do the mini rings do? Because the only reason I wanted them was possibly the mini ring. 
they they have wheels in the bottom and they roll. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. So they're twenty bucks a piece. I, I kind of spo- I shouldn't have gotten it, but I was like, I'm gonna be poor whether I get these or not. So I got them. There you go. <laughs> did I? I'm trying to think if I did any. I haven't done any fig works. It's been all guitar. Yeah, I had a busy guitar week too. But actually, I I did. I don't know if I told you. I got uh, the starting lineup figures. I got my Wade Boggs. And, oh yeah. Uh, Roger Clemens. I also picked up the Paul Pierce and LeBron James uh, McFarlane Toys two pack. The where'd you get One that? Month. It was at the comic store. I paid seven dollars for it. I was like, God damn right! I get right price. I <laughs> I talked to a New Jersey listener about starting lineup figures for a little bit after because he he listened. He's New Jersey listener. He listens. And he enjoyed my Max Mom impression. <laughs> the uh, the starting line of figures is I just don't know where to st- like I you can just do whatever you want with them. They're all there and they're all three dollars on eBay. Yeah, I mean like uh, I bought two of them and it was like three sixty six for shipping a piece and like the dude refunded me like three bucks for buying two of them. I was just like. Pfft. Thank you. <laughs> Wasn't even asking for it, but I appreciate your uh, your your long call of uh, hoping that I buy more, and I did. I got a Mike Greenwell coming. Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was looking for uh, John Valentin and move on, but he didn't have them, so I have to go through another seller. I think. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so John Valentin does exist. Yes, he has the mustache and everything. All right, so when did they make I, starting lineup figures up until? Uh, at least 99, maybe 2000. Oh, boy. I mean, so you you get into Pedro Martinez territory? Did What, what year did Pedro get to the Red the Sox? I don't think, I don't think he, there's a Pedro Red Sox. I think 99 might have been the last year then. Because I'm pretty sure... The only Pedro thing he had was a uh, expose, like a bobblehead, like a bobblehead. Uh, um, it might have been an expose. I forget the headliners. <laughs> um, the to... New Jersey listener sent me a Pedro Martinez mini bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, I mean, like, I just wanted something to commemorate Boston sports athletes. That's all I'm really doing. So that's why I got the Paul Pierce and LeBron James one. I didn't really want the LeBron James one to be honest. I just wanted the Paul Pierce, but. Well, if you're looking to dump that LeBron James on someone, I know a guy who no. likes him. No, I'll I'll keep him. Hold on to that because that's going to be valuable at some point. I, oh, I am holding on. I'm not. I don't plan on selling these, but I do want to get more Red Sox, and then I think I'm going to hop over to the Celtics next for the next. Um, yeah, so basketball <laughs> ones are are way more expensive than baseball. Yeah, and NBA is hot right now. Yeah, NBA is Hansel. He's so hot right now. I have I have uh, Dominique and Shaquille O'Neal for starting lineup. Yeah, here's what we should do. Those are bad. No team affinity. We can keep doing a team affinity. Here's what we between now. What's so it's March tenth ish. I don't know what fucking day it is. Let's do a starting nine. 
get a, get a, a team together. Let's get let's get a starting nine with our starting lineup, and we'll uh, we'll premiere it. Well, we won't tell each other what we got, and then before opening day, we have our premiere. When is opening day this year? Is it normal? Um, it's probably closest to normal. Okay. Um, by the way, I, uh... That's a nice, fun, a, cheap... Oh! Seattle I'm, Supersonics? I'm a, yeah, I'm drinking a Diet Coke, but I got, uh, some green and yellow, some Sprite colors. Motherfucker. <laughs> but also the Supersonics. <laughs> Remember the time that, uh, Kevin Owens and Elias made fun of the Supersonics and they got, like... They got the viral heel reaction. That was some brutal heel reaction. Oh, that was great. They were just sitting there laughing at how, fucking, how much they got hated for it. Well, it was just a throwaway line. It's just throwaway fucking cartoon heel shit. Next thing right. you know, they got the best reaction that wrestling that WWE's got in 20 years. Yeah. They struck a chord. So on that note... Oh, good good transition. Uh, let's uh, let's get down to business. My Kramer is in the shop. Womp womp. Oh, the Kramer is? Yeah. The pickup is uh, sounding very single coily. A lot of high nasally sound and, and not so much the the depth that the that, uh, bare knuckle aftermath is known for. So I, I gave it to Blue to give it to his guy, and he called me up. He goes, like, this isn't working. And I guess Blue explained it to him that it wasn't working at all, or maybe he took it as it wasn't working at all. So I had to, like, explain it to him, like, no, it, it has, like, a very, like, shitty sound. It's like sounds like a single coil. I don't know what it is. Like, I Did you, only because I was reading wiring diagrams today, did you think about unwiring it and then rewiring it? Well, that's pretty much what I'm asking him to do is just oh, to like okay. check all the connections and and if if it's or and check the output to make sure that it's at the full output and if it's not, then Blue gave me a uh, a tone zone that I could put in there for the time being until I get a replacement. But yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed out. <laughs> it's uh, it'll be okay. That's my favorite son. I put the we're, I put. We're not supposed to pick favorites, but I, but that's my favorite son. I put that guitar fetish pickup into the uh, into the Washburn Lion today, and I was yeah. playing because th- those are my main drive-by guitars forever. And I'm like, I really would like to upgrade into a more like adult guitar. That red one is fucking like still like the nicest shitty guitar I ever got. <laughs> I know where all the sweet spots are. Cause like, I mean, maybe just because I'm a bad guitar player, but you know, like when you have one, like you get that sweet spot where you know you're gonna make that meanly noise you want. <laughs> this one, I know where the sweet spot is, so like, I really, I sound like a like someone's doing an impression of a dysentery record. Gotcha. <laughs> like I'm a parody. Boom, <laughs> I actually uh when I when I set up today I, I was on my guitar practice uh thing and like the mic was plugged in so it sounded like uh it was plugged into like the amp modeler and stuff so my voice was an electric guitar so I started doing that. Bum 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 I started doing shit like that. I'm like, oh, this doesn't sound half bad. 
I should record something with this. <laughs> we should just do a slam band. <laughs> An acapella slam band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um well you know what Judd Judd is? No. Um put Judd Judd is a an acapella hardcore band. And yeah. it's fucking good. Well. It's panned. <laughs> uh yeah, that that song is called <laughs> That song's called Fast Song. <laughs> uh, that's a terrible idea. Type a username, for example, John. You know what? It's such a good example. Let's do it. <clears throat> also, do I am it. not apologizing for setting this up as I as we. John is as we, installing a fresh Windows as he, as we podcast. How would you describe the timbre of the uh, the uh, crunchy rails that pickup that you got? The timbre, like the tone, um, adequate, good. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I describe the crunchy path that I got. It's um, like it's not. It's definitely better than like the. So, like for example, the uh, the stock pickups that I put in the BC Rich, like sound like shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like they don't. They definitely don't sound like shit. But there's just like a flatness to those to stock pickups. I don't know what it is. Correct. So there's none of that. Skip. But how would you how would you describe how it looks compared to uh, the guitar that it's in? <laughs> it looks. Do you want to see what it looks like? I do want to see what it looks like. All right, get ten seconds. All right, yeah. So I'm going to bury John here for the first time. I usually don't bury him. I usually say okay things about him. But uh, John has blonde hair now, and he looks like a cunt. So if you see John in the streets, say, Chris said to call you a cunt when you went to get the guitar. And uh, that would make me very happy if he got back to me. Or if you had a video of it, too, you should do that. Because that would be ideal. Oh, it came in black. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, if it came in white, it would look better. You ordered it in white, didn't you? Uh, probably not. I don't remember, actually. Uh, I don't right, know. This right. thing was out for delivery in St. Paul, Minnesota on Saturday, and it came here today, so who the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, interesting. Because... Um, when I was looking for that pickup, I was looking for the pickups on uh, the black setting, uh, the black covering. I mean, it they, it said they were all got a stock and stuff, and so I went and looked in the white, and I was like, "Oh, these are still available." Hey, I can't really do it because I'm recording, but uh, <laughs> forgot about that. The um, if black was an option, I would. They might have. I might have also ordered the white, and they sent me the black. I mean, who cares in the long run? I also might have and, gotten the wrong pickup, and someone in St. Paul, Minnesota has a black, I mean, a white. Oh, can I, can I see the pickup again, then? Because they have thin rails and thick rails. No, that looks like thin rails. All right, yeah, um, I think you got the right pickup. Because there's two pickups they have with rails. The other one has, like, thicker rails in it. So, and I think that's the more modern metal pickup that they advertise. But this one's, like, their high output one. 
Yeah, it's not as um. Wow, I look like a fucking maniac. I'm starting to look like Enzo. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not um obnoxious, but I could definitely like it's probably a nice uh, complimentary tone for if I was going to work paying guitars. Cool. Yeah. I mean, like you always want like a different sound uh, from one side to the other. I sometimes do. Uh, two different amps with similar sounds like settings and stuff like that. Um, just so that it, it's different enough, but still very similar. Um, yeah. Usually I, I try to go like really like, I'm obno- like, not obnoxious, but like I'm using that word a lot today. Like the highs up really high. And then the other one's very traditional. Yeah. I just try to find a sound that I like and make it work on both sides and blend them together. That's that's the one that's the one thing that I really think I do well is is not really match guitars side to side, you know. I always um when I ABY, I crank the fucking the reverb on one of them. So it's <laughs> well cuz that's when you when you do two guitar tracks like it's the there's imperfections in all of them and when you have those imperfections is what makes it sound big. Yeah. So I try to manufacture imperfections by just adding a shitload of reverb. Works pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all I've things never, considered. I, the only time I use reverb is for leads. I want to start fucking around with just playing with a with a uh, chorus pedal for the entire set. I think that... Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I, we have... A very annoying situation going on in Guitarland. So the one time I saw Motley Crue as Motley Crue, and it wasn't just like Vince Neil. Uh, it was a few years ago at Ozfest, probably like, probably like seven, eight years ago now at this point. But um, Mick Mars had chorus drenched all over his sound, and it was the worst. It was just yeah. the worst. <laughs> I want to be. I'm. I'm hoping that at some point my band gets to the point where someone comes to see us and like, we just like, don't do it for them. <laughs> it might like, be me. <laughs> Maybe. I just, I don't feel like you'll ever come to see her. I'd be like, I want to see them play these songs. I think it's like, I want to drink with my friends. Yeah. But I'm thinking like, if I'm in like, I don't know. <sighs> a place St. Paul, Minnesota there we go and someone's like wow I never thought that this band would ever play here and they come to see us and I'm just like super chorused out on my fucking guitar I'm practically playing clean yeah you of course and reverb on there yeah like I just have like a really annoying guitar tone like I just ruined the set for them like aw (laughs) could barely tell what they were playing Meanwhile, I'm, like, wearing a skinny tie. I'm like, fuck yeah. These f***ers don't know art. Easy there, killer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a hypothetical situation. Hypothetical John's kind of a dick. Uh, Hypothetical John has uh, no problem throwing that word out there. (laughs) We're shooting from the hip. Hypothetical John, name of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get to was, what the what the people really want. 
I was just going to go with the variety of spice. Uh, the, uh, spice Girls is the variety of life, or whatever that is. The variety uh, is the Spice Girls of life, but uh, I decided not to. Sometimes you want to zig a zig, and sometimes you want to zig a zig ah. I think I zigged and zagged there when I was trying to talk. Anyways, yeah, let's talk about uh, all the bullshit that's happened this past week. The rest of the episode's probably just going to be AEW. Oh, no, no, I want to talk about Revolution. We can talk about two seconds of that pay-per-view for the rest of the episode, and I'll probably be happy about it. Before we but, get to that, can we talk about Dynamite? Yeah, let's talk about Dynamite. Did, okay, so so I did we see have Shaq extra, go through the if ropes. If we have extra time, remind me that I want to talk about Cowboy Bill Watts. Okay, um, we, that, we definitely will. Okay. Well, um, definitely will. Okay, Dynamite. But uh, I'll make this quick. So Shaq comes out. He goes underneath the the top rope. He doesn't go over the top rope. Yeah, go over the top rope. Come on. Big big show sub, do it. He goes, that's all right. I'll go over the top rope. (laughs) (laughs) It was on BTE today, so I I got a kick out of that. Oh, they commented that Shaq didn't go over the top rope? Yes, big show did. He goes, I'll go over the top rope then. Big show was laughing about it. I didn't. I just assumed that no one else was gonna nitpick that besides me. No. Uh, I watched BTE today. and I didn't even see that. It was just a quick uh, little thing in there. Yeah, I guess I didn't really watch it. I suppose. Yeah. Um. But that match was all right. You know, it was a Cody match. It was it, the Cody. It was Cody match. getting the most out of someone who's not a wrestler. I also like. Shaq took a pretty big bump. No, sh- no, Shaq did. Shaq took a pretty well. big bump like a man. Like, that was a, f- a flat back bump from the apron onto the ground. He also did the Brody Lee tribute with the powerbomb. He did do and that. I was, like, I was like, yeah. That's also a <laughs> giant man. He's so big. 7'2". This is like, how can you not step over the top rope? <laughs> <laughs> but for me, uh, oh, before I get there, too. Conrad shows up in the next segment, which is like the the inner circle jerk, uh, fucking doing some press conference thing for stools. The the stool. Oh yeah, because um, they had Brandon Walker from Barstool on there too. Yeah, oh. uh, but then Con- Conrad shows up, and they just immediately shit can him out of there. They're like, "Get out of here, turkey tits!" <laughs> Got it. Uh, that was very good. I was there's nothing on the show that I didn't have an opinion about. But uh, to me, the the highlight of the whole show was FTR coming out with the tag titles, Tully Blanchard having the U.S. title, and J.J. Dillon by his side. He gets to the ring, he disrobes, and he's he looks like a fucking cartoon bowler. <laughs> so, um, he kind of is wearing a red version of what J.J. wore when he would wrestle before War Games. Because JJ would re- always have a I job re- match before those, and he'd always kind of dress like that. Like he, because JJ used to wrestle too, but he had to wrestle like a manager. No, but I remember he in the War Games match, he just wore trunks. He, he didn't, didn't trunks, but when he did the um, when he did the NWA Studio match, he was very like goofy looking. Okay, but uh, I I did enjoy Tully's bowling attire. As his ring gear, I liked the whole thing. He 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 uh he was he looked like he was gonna do a suicide dive, and then he just like uh strutted very poorly. Yeah, (laughs) 
I was like, all right, that's that's all I need to see. For this match, this match is good. And he did. It, he cut, got he got the the slingshot. It cut to a commercial for an HPV medication. So I'm watching like all the side effects for the HPV medication as Tully Blanchard is just in the ring stomping on Luke Perry's kid. <laughs> what a what a life we live. I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Was there so I'm trying to think of anything because I feel like there was something I did want to talk about on Dynamite that I didn't like I just wanted to nitpick and it wasn't Shaq, but I fucking can't remember what it is. Is so, it Big Show is Big Show calling the pay per view evolution? I don't even remember him saying that. Okay, yeah. The Big, Big Show's Show. a dork. Yeah. Fucking dork. A.W. A dork. dork. He, uh, there's no more BS, so his name is now the Igho. <laughs> the Igho. <laughs> Big the Igho. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, anything else from Dynamite that I'm forgetting? Well, there was... Oh, yeah. The Young Bucks' baby faces? Trash. I'm over it. I'm over. I'm over the young bucks. Yeah, they they uh they looked like they were gonna go for that heel turn and become obnoxious, and that's when he started wearing that fucking cross earring, the, the dangly cross earring. But then they just turned face again. Then they're like, ah, oh, we'll just be baby faces. Maybe they just needed to have it for the match. And now I'm like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, I think I view that as like a heel thing. When you have this like obnoxious dangly earring, like you try to get heat, right? Yeah, yeah, that's some heat, that's some heat seeking shit. So I liked it, and and now they're they're baby faces, and I'm just like, I don't like this. This doesn't make sense. Stop it. That was the one match of the pay per view that I kind of just did not enjoy at all. Um, I thought that one was fine. They were just trying to fucking rock and roll versus midnight it. Yeah, I thought it was a fine match. I mean, if we're gonna go right to the pay per view, I we hate can, it. I I didn't really hate any matches on the pay per view, honestly. Me, neither did I. I. I just to me, this was the the weakest match in my opinion. I just didn't enjoy it. Okay, let's start from the pre show. So uh, Maki Ito showed up. That was okay. Great. So I know nothing about Maki Ito until yesterday. Okay, so all you need to know is that she used to be a pop idol in Japan, but she got fired from her job. So now her gimmick is that she's a failed pop idol with a hard head. So she like sings her song to the ring and then does headbutts as her and, and flips people off. And flips people off, yes. Like a ton. Like, so, because I'm texting Matt about this. I'm also like kind of drunk at this point. Uh, she keep flipping people off. Yes. And her like Instagram name is like something f- like keep like there's a swear word in it too. Like I like what she's got going on. Yes, it's hard not to. Uh, but like yeah, her signature move is just like t- like a, a tree being cut over, just timber, just completely straight going down horizontally for a headbutt. She was having a lot of problems with her in-air monitor. <laughs> well, they just had her voice jacked up so high. Whoever does the soundboard for AEW should be uh, tarred and feathered and boiled in oil. You know? Oil boil. <laughs> I was just trying to do the, the Jim Cornette thing. Um, yeah, the, 
I don't know how she uh, she managed to do her song with like, the song being pretty much inaudible and all you can hear is her voice. The uh, I like how uh, I like that the Joshi wrestlers are back because it makes women's wrestling in AEW good again. Yeah, um, that match was good. Uh, too long, but uh, yeah, I I thought it was good just because it was a lot of bullshit in it. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good thing to have in the in the pre-show. Yeah, it was just. I guess it was on the pre-show. It wasn't too long. You know, who cares? Like how much time they're they're going for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I have that one wrong. I'll, I'll adjust was, my my opinion of that based on that. It was nice to see Britt Baker do something that like wasn't complete dog shit. Yeah. Or like tongue and <laughs> tongue and cheek doll sh- dog shit. Um. She needs to become women's champion at some point. Yeah. I I feel like that's inevitable. I just like that she cuts such a bad promo that she's had mic time every week since. <laughs> and to be fair, it's gotten better. No, she's she's fine on the mic now, uh, but that first... The first one was a combination of her being bad and them just cutting away from her and screwing her over. Yeah. And then, then, then really, Sh- Shivani got her over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Shivani became her cuck, and then it worked. All right, we'll move on. We'll continue. The uh, the the show proper with the Bucks against MJF and Jericho. I kind of feel like the that tag team's stupid because, like, how many tag teams did you have in that battle royal? Like a shit ton, and the people challenging for the title are MJF and Jericho. Like, uh, I I don't like it. So, I don't mind it, just because, I mean, what's the glory days of professional wrestling tag teams? It's the fucking, like, it's the 80s NWA, right? Uh, I think the 80s and 90s, both companies had really good tag teams. But in the 80s... Even into the 90s, you had Doom and shit like that. Yeah, but there would always be a mishmash of main event talent that would go up against a good tag team, and ultimately the good tag team would win. So I mean, it doesn't really work with the young bucks. I mean, at this point, like it's probably they're running out of the dream matches. So who cares? Um, I remember what I, th- I thought about Do- well, Doom, about uh, Dynamite, but it'll be I can bring it back up. I uh, so like I like when the main event wrestlers go in on a tag team run, as long as it's not. Like they're not making the titles look stupid to get to a main event. Like, don't Vince it. Like, as long as it's not at the expense of the tag titles, because they actually want it and have a good thing going. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, it it, it works sometimes. Just for me, this time it just didn't work. I mean, that's also I, how you end up with Tully and Arn. To well, I mean, Tully, Tully and Arn were singles wrestler. Tully was a singles wrestler at least. Yeah, uh, it was originally Gene and Oli as the uh, as the the Andersons, and then Gene was sort of older and <coughs> the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. In, yeah, that's when they brought in Arn to sort of replace him as the younger the younger cousin. So that way they brought him in, and because he looked like Gene, so they put those two together. He was a single before that, <coughs> and then uh, after Oli, after Oli left a few years later. Um, it was just Ric Flair and those two, so they decided to put Arn and Tully together as a team and then bring in Barry Windham as a single. Correct. 
Oh, it was Luke at first, but then they did the switch with with Wyndham. Yeah, but Tully was a singles guy who teamed with Arn, who was a yeah, singles guy at that point too. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they both had some singles titles runs. So, um. I mean, I don't, I don't shit on them putting main eventers together to have a good tag match. I mean, really, like, there's ten teams that, like, I guess could deserve it. But, I mean, how many times are the Young Bucks gonna face MGF, MJF? It's true. I, I, it just didn't do anything for me. No, it was it, it was a fine match. It was fine. Uh, very inoffensive. Uh, Cornette hated it. I just, I, I, yeah, I've seen uh, it done better before. I do not like the two songs ma- mashed up for MJF and Chris Jericho. I don't like the Chris Jericho song. Period. I uh, God worked myself into a shoot on that one. I know you did, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided that Chris Jericho's apology song to his wife is not a good song. It should be called Fuck You Bitch. <laughs> Moving it should, on. It, it should be God, called Don't Go to Washington, D.C. ever again. <laughs> That's uh, what we should call, let's recall our next record. Moving on, sidebar. What was the thing on Dynamite you wanted to talk about? Oh, no, we can talk about it later. I just remember, sure? thought of it. Yeah, I'll remember it. Okay. I'll right. remember it. Uh, so, trying to think what happened next. Was next the women's match? Mm, sure. For the sake of this conversation, it was the women's match. Uh, good match, too long. That's all I have to say about it. I like Shido a lot. Uh, this match, if it got to the where it was going five minutes earlier, I would have said it was one of the better matches of the night. It was okay. I didn't... Yeah. You knew who's going to win right off the bat. Uh, during the match, they had some drama that made me question it. So I was like, I, they, they can't have Sheeta lose. <laughs> so that, and maybe that's a testament to how good Sheeta is. She, she convinced me that she could have lost it. Yeah, I think she's better than the, the matches that she's had, really. I mean, they had to go. They had to bring in NWA talent to have someone she could go against. Yeah. So <laughs> she kind of had a kind of had a shit sandwich for a title run. Unfortunately, not not on her account. Yeah, but it, it has been a long one though, too. So I kind of feel like she's had her run. You got to put it on Britt Brit Baker now or something, you know? Chris Statlander. Eh, she's she's she... got to be close. She, I, I would put it on Britt Baker first, just because then that way you have someone for Statlander to beat eventually. That's true. She should have beat Nyla Rose. Britt or Chris Statlander? Chris Statlander. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think that yeah. match was the one that made him like, okay, we gotta get this fucking title off her. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, but it yeah. was it was fine. It was good. Makoto looks like she's having a match on Dynamite now, so that'll be good. Um, because they had the Shmas afterwards. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a a lot. They uh the heels came in. Um, what else happened? So moving on from that match was Hangman the, and Matt Hardy. I was gonna say either that or the tag match. No, it was, uh, I think we skipped over Miro and Kip Sabin versus Orange Cassidy and uh, Chuck Taylor. That is, um, 
Yeah. That was probably my least favorite match of the night. It it, it was just uh they need to do something more with Miro. I think that's I, what I think that's what they were doing right there. Yeah. Um so he's he's not gonna be with Kip Saban then for long. I mean he clearly that was on purpose. Oh yeah, yeah. The, he pushed him into yeah. uh his wife. So yeah, I think there's gonna be some tension there and uh maybe it goes it causes Miro to go like on like a Berserk. Yeah, maybe he goes after Darby Allen or something. Turns into a killer. That's probably actually not a bad move. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not much to say about this match. Uh, the no, Orange Cassidy spots, the the barrel spots. Orange Cassidy did his things. Chuck Taylor can get buried because his tag team partner isn't there. Yeah, Chuck Taylor is not losing anything by losing right now. No, he doesn't need to win or lose, really. Yeah, there's a there's a couple people in that company. It doesn't literally doesn't matter if they win a match. Uh, I, I was gonna Kay. say Chuck Taylor is the type of guy who can who can lose and not lose any bit no. of being over. There's there's another person that I'm thinking of in that situation who I'll also talk about. Oh, we'll talk about. Um, uh, so we'll move on from that. It was it was fine. Matt against Hangman. I liked this match. I liked it too. It was uh. It told a good story. Also, Hangman's whatever hand was legitimately hurt. Whatever I know, like a like a like it's a real like old guy moves. Like I'm gonna like really work the hand to the point th- where it's like this is good wrestling. It's 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 good wrestling because it's like even if Hangman wins, he's not walking away on un, unhurt. He's he'll remember the fight he was in. Uh, so I thought it I thought it was a good story in that respect. Uh, nothing bad happened in it. So yeah, that's Matt always, didn't that's break his head. <laughs> that's always a good thing when Matt Hardy uh, doesn't hurt himself. Uh, he also looks like he's realized. he's moving better. Yeah, um, you know he, he he seems to be eating a lot of grapes and taking care of himself. <laughs> Hangman got his lawnmower too, which is good. Did he? Because on uh, BTE. Dark Order got his credit card and bought a bunch of stuff uh, on his behalf. Yeah, but he and said, then, uh, but he said he got a he had gotten. Uh, maybe he just said he took enough to buy a lawnmower. But you know yeah, what that took, means? They're just gonna have to get that Chili's money. <laughs> he took enough to buy the lawnmower, but uh, they bought all, all the stuff uh, with <laughs> his card, and so now he, he might be in debt. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be Dallas ta- Page in sweatpants. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was, I, like, I thought that was that's a good. All you could really say about that match is good. Yeah, it was just good a good. Stuff. It was a good wrestling match with a little. You bit notice of... a theme like uh, AW pay per views, pretty solid, pretty solid watches. Nothing, nothing offensive. For, for, for yeah. ninety nine, yeah, ninety percent of this, I'll, I'll, because I'll, I'll remember that this was a good pay per view, like from yeah. front to back. I'll watch it and be like, this is kind of underwhelming. <laughs> it was just like a good. Just a bunch of good matches. A perfectly yeah. fine home video to buy at Sam's Club. <laughs> um, next was the tag team uh, battle royal, and we I were having the, video. We had love- videos issues with this, so I could barely watch it. I loved this. Yeah, I I, I could barely watch this one. So I saw uh, QT Marshall turn on Dustin, the, the most useless heel turn in the history of wrestling. 
I genuinely don't know if QT is Cody's plus one or Dustin's plus one at this point. <laughs> it's true. Did you ever but, hear uh, Jim Cornette say his name? QT, no. QT Marshall? I think that's why that's they, they call him that now. Marshall? Yeah. That might be his name. No, I th- I'm pretty sure he, they called him that on the pay-per-view. It might be his name, though. That, that's why I mean. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not Marshall. It's Marshall. I'm just going to start saying it like that all the time. I don't care. Yeah, if we, it's we, we, either we're right or we're making a Jim Cornette reference. So who cares? Or it's or 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 it's the new cap burglar of the week. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I mean, you get you're going to get Bucks versus uh, Pack and and Ray Phoenix. So that'll be good. Yeah, uh, kind of a odd combination to. Uh, of the death triad to go against, but, um, cause it would, I feel like it would have been better if it was the Lucha bros. Yeah. But how many times are you going to do that when there's a million other combinations to do? I no, I, 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 I could see it. I was kind of, that's why I was rooting for, uh, uh, Pentagon in the next match. And I know it's Penta L zero. And I'm just going to call him Pentagon forever. I've, I've never called him anything but Pentagon. Yeah. So, uh, the next match was the ladder match with a Sonic the Hedgehog ring above it. Yeah, a blatant Sonic the Hedgehog ring. Like, I was okay. wishing anytime someone crashed and burned off a ladder bump that they played the Sonic, like, you lose your ring sound. <laughs> <laughs> they need to stop it with the fucking WWE references during their pay-per-views. This is where I was kind of like, hmm. Like, I started to be like, that's kind of dumb. Correct. You know? Also, but this it, is what I remembered from Dynamite is Scorpio Sky annoyed the fuck out of me on Dynamite. He was <laughs> a heel, point. motherfucker. Yeah, but he wasn't like a good heel. It was just like bad. It was just like he wasn't it was it was the rock beating CM Punk at the Royal Rumble so he could face John Cena at WrestleMania. Um, like these guys take a more scenic route to be a good heel. Don't just Like I know you got over by saying you don't like the place you are, but Um, this. What do I say about this? Fucking Ethan Page showed up. Uh, good signing. Yeah, perfectly fine. Star of uh, talking sh- talking shop of media two. <laughs> <laughs> I know he used to be an impact, but the good thing about Ethan Page signing with AEW is that now he can appear on Impact and have matches with uh, everyone on Impact, which is good. He just came from Impact. He was just yeah. there. Just, but now he, all, since he's with AEW, he can go to Impact. They're all, uh, they're all just in the same company now. It's the new Pretty NWA. <laughs> Corgan wins. <laughs> um, Power is coming back. It is yes, and I'm very excited for it. So that's I'm, ho- yeah, I'm ho- ho- hoping hoping they advance that. Uh, that uh, fuck, I can't remember his fucking name. Who's uh the the dude from WWE? The never. dude from WWE. The one who won Money in the Bank. I can't remember his fucking name. Otis. No, <laughs> the one who. I can't believe I can't think of this guy's name. He's from Worcester. Won Money in the Bank from Worcester. Damien Sandow, Jesus! Oh Christ. my God! I was just like, I, I wasn't even thinking of. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, did we even talk about Josephus dying? No, that's what I was going to get to. I was going to say something mean, but then I forgot the guy's name. That yeah, sucks. The question mark uh, had a stroke, I guess. That sucks. Yeah. You get weird. You get something dumb over, like accidentally, and you don't even really get to cash in on it and, or enjoy it. Yeah. Stupid pandemic. <laughs> um. But anyways, yeah, what did you think of uh, the ladder match? It was okay. Yeah, that's about what I thought of it, too. They, they did the Cody heroic thing. Yeah, uh, Cody heroic can kiss my dick. I, I, I'm starting to get to the point where I kind of just want him to turn heel at this point. He's doing heel guy. shit. Um, and it's the same thing I feel with the Bucks, too, like... I just feel like their babyface characters are stale as fuck, you know? I get why they're doing it, because they're like the EVPs and the face of the company, but I think when Kenny turned, that sort of brought a new layer of intrigue to his character, too. Like, now you'll want to see his matches, instead of, like, oh, here comes Kenny, all right, whatever, in the tag team scene. Correct. So, I feel oh like they should all turn and realign and stuff, you know? The um the Bucks I get I guess could just Cody thinks that I just don't like the way Cody thinks he is. Like Cody thinks he's like the he's the Triple H of the company. Uh, and and he's completely wrong. Triple H is the Cody of NXT. <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll never get old because it's, it's true. Um, yeah. Scorpius guy won the uh, Sonic Ring, and he's challenging for the TNT title. He'll uh, probably win too. He kind of had a little botchy thing going on in this match, you know. What one was it? He had a, a thing with Ethan Page where he botched a move, and then he botched something later, I think, too. I don't. I don't remember any drastic botches. They weren't bad, but it was just that eh, didn't get that one, you know type of situation. But I liked how he won. He pie-faced Cody off the ladder after hurting his arm and won the ring. Um, next up, though, we had the match that I was kind of thinking was going to be dumb, but wound up probably being one of the better matches of the evening, which was the Sting and Darby versus Team Taz street fight. I'll tell you my main problem with it right now. Why is what? it when AEW has these cinematic matches, they have live fucking commentary over it? The commentary <laughs> ruined that match. Um, I didn't see the point to having commentary either. Because um, they always... Because when there's a live match and JR could like subtly bury it, you know, like, finally this one's over if the match goes too long. Uh, <laughs> like, he does that for those matches too. And it take like you can't have that. You can't have a subtle subtle burial in a cinematic match. You need to like let it simmer and just let people enjoy it. Yeah, that plus that one that one like was very boneyard matchy. Yeah, except it, I had, except it's Shivani trying to sell it and like I like Shivani commenting commentating on a fucking Dustin Rhodes match so I can pretend it's the NWA in 1989, but. Like, we don't need Shivani or Excalibur or Jim Ross trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. We just need to let... Just put it on the plate and see if anyone eats. Yeah. That, that's, uh, so it, it, t- it took me out of it. 
agreed. But uh, I uh, I forgive it, and I just watched the match sort of with with sort of zoning their voices out. And uh, what I saw, I, I I enjoyed. I I was like, this is just like a fight scene in an action movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, Sting have ha- half his face uh, painted like Darby Allen, and I was like, I like it. It's different. It's it's. He still had it's, half his face as Sting, and then half his face as Darby. So I was like, this is a good uh, like one off look for him. It's how they should use Sting. Yeah. It's if you can say whatever you want about AEW, and you might partially be right that it's stupid. They can book the shit out of Sting. They've done it right so far. The um, Better than WWF ever did. Um, but at the same time, I, I think this match uh, was sort of a, a Darby Allen match too, because when they threw him through that glass window thing, oh, that was fantastic. When it was Hobbs and uh, yeah. Cage sort of swinging him. <laughs> that, was, that was some good stuff right there. Well, he's a and little like guy. Come, he goes through it, and the thing comes down and hits him in the head. Uh, yeah, it was perfect. Like they, Stuff like that I really enjoy. How many times did they have to do that for that to happen? Or was that just organic? Or was that planned? I don't know. The, I don't know. Whatever it was, they... Uh, oh, the one thing I will say about this match, there was two hard edits that were wrong. Uh, which one? There was... Uh, Darby and uh, Ricky Starks were like close together, fighting off on their own, and then like there was a hard cut to Darby Allen like getting a running start to hit Ricky Starks, and I was like, "Oh, that's one." And then the other one happened later with Sting, and uh, I forget where it was. It was towards the end, and I was like, "Oh, that's a second. So I noticed two uh, bad hard cuts, but for the most part, I thought it was, pr- it, it was pretty organized and sequenced. Well, there's another thing from dynamite that I didn't think about is that Ricky Starks has to go to a shoe store that only sells shoes for heels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know he wore shoes without heels for a little while on dynamite. He did. So when sting attacked him, they immediately flew off. <laughs> I like, God, Ricky Starks, I know that they're using the shit out of him now, and, like, that's some good stuff. Yeah. That's, they, I like the, the way, cause, cause we're gonna get into some shit, I'll, I'll give the state of the AEW address now, before we do what we're gonna do. Like, I kinda like the way that they have too much talent, in a way, because they don't use them all the time. Yeah, so, you like, don't get sick of people. You don't get sick of people, except for the young bucks. Except for Cody. <laughs> And Cody, and they're always there. So, like, everyone that, like, took, like, a... Because, I mean, someone we'll talk about later didn't have a match on this one. And I'm sure it's... The next thing you do... You could be in the main event in one pay-per-view, not do anything, not, like, lose your spot, like, your spot. And then still... Like, everyone still likes you. You don't don't have a chance to get sick of a lot of people in this. Yeah. Um... Like even like and, uh, dumb shit like the hybrid two and stuff like that. Like when they leave and come back, they're a bigger deal when they look from when they left and they didn't do dick. Yeah, I do like the hybrid two. I think they're criminally underutilized. Um But yeah, that'll lead us I, I did enjoy the Sting cinematic match though. Uh gets a thumbs up from me. Probably my yeah. favorite match of the night. I don't know if I if the match itself is my favorite match of the night because I did enjoy the 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 match part of the barbed wire uh, exploding thing. I know, I know what my favorite match of the night was, and we haven't talked about it yet. Which, what am I forgetting? 
a shit show. Okay, so we're getting there now. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this match is my favorite or not, but I thought the match itself for Kenny versus Moxley was fine. Uh, the the charges were a little further away from the, the ring than I would have so, liked. I'm okay with that. I, I was hoping that they would do like the FMW style exploding, where it's like very not exploding. It's just fucking fireworks inside of stuff. Yeah. So like, and it was like, it was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. Until... But I, I, I thought the match, yeah, that's what I mean. The match itself, like, I, I, I would have put the charges closer to the ring just so when they went off, it was a little bit more believable because they were a little bit further back. There was probably like a foot. They were probably the same distance the rope is to like being parallel to the the ring posts is where the charges were. The charges were probably connected by the ring posts. I, so they're a little further back. I just there's a couple little things that they did that I that I really liked. The um, they made you wait for it at the beginning. They, but that they, was very good. They they played the first explosion off perfect. Yes, and the second one perfect. The kickout one was great. Yep. Um. The ref in the hazmat suit. So pretty much once you saw the ref in the hazmat suit in the first explosion, you're like, okay, I know exactly how this is going to go. And like, they're just going to literally rip off Fonita Funk. And boy, did they try I, to. Because <laughs> um, I did like Kenny's attire, how he wore the white shirt. with the His pants weren't tight enough. He also wasn't His, wearing cowboy boots. No, but you can wear wrestling boots over your jeans, Kenny. Like, don't now's not the time to be fashionable. Well, well, I think he was wearing just black sneakers. He might That's have been. Really you wear boots yeah. in that situation, sir. But the white shirt was good because you get the blood on it, um, and <sighs> that match was a bloodbath. It was it was fantastic in that respect. Um, everything they did for the first five minutes to gear up for that first thing was brilliant. Especially when Kenny busted out the evil salt and threw it in his eyes, and that's what caused him to do it. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm in now." Like all my, I was worried because, like I said, they they put up that stupid ring for the ladder match, and Jr. had like a uh, horse throat this week. I mean, like he he sounded terrible. Um, so I was like, "Hmm, a lot of stuff going wrong on this pay per view." Like that they could have just done differently, but we'll see. So I thought maybe this match was going to be a dud, Don, and it, it Don, really wasn't. Don Callis on on commentary helped, too. Yes. He's another uh, one where, like, he, if he was the commentator every week, I'd fucking hate him, but he's only there once in a while when Kenny's there. I like it. He should only commentate Kenny matches. Um, or so like, Good Bros matches. I wanted it to be kind of cartoony, because it's Kenny Omega and John Moxley. I thought it was, like, the right level of cartoony and, like, violent. Um, I kind of wanted to, like, as a joke, I wanted it to be, like, the the electrified cage match that TNA did, where instead of having a real electrified fence, they just had sound effects, like electricity, that they played over the PA, and then they strobed the lights, so Devon and Bubba had to, like, pretend that they were getting electrocuted when that happened. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for that. <laughs> there's lessons you can learn from Abdul the Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's like... They didn't learn them. <laughs> that was. <laughs> so, 
we you knew as soon as Kenny pinned him that they were going to do some version of that finish. Um, let's let, Kenny let, pinned him. I was like, all right. Um, so Kenny wins. Kenny retains, and the Good Brothers are there. They're going to beat him up, and the bomb's going to go off with him in it. I just thought Moxley was going to be in there alone. I didn't realize they were going to turn the. Uh, they were going to turn Eddie Kingston babyface at yeah. the end of like the big like it's. But let's pretend like everything goes according to plan. Turn Eddie Kingston babyface. He's going to go against. I mean, they're going to feed him to Kenny Omega. Yes. They're going to have some dogs. He's a good shit. guy for him to go against. It's, they, he's another guy that does not need to win a single match. How many, yes, w- agreed. What, who has Eddie Kingston beaten in AEW? Uh, I think he won, every match. He, he, he won a match on Dark, I think. He's won a couple matches on Dark, but he lost a Battle Royal and fucking... Lost to Cody. Lost to Cody. He lost to Cody. He lost a Battle Royal. Um, Lance, Archer. Ar- Lance Archer, he lost to Lance Archer. Lance Archer got fucking COVID, so he just took his spot. Yep. Eddie Kingston's been accidentally working at the top of the card since he fucked before he was even signed. And he hasn't won a single match, and he's still over as fuck. You need guys like him who don't need to win to, to put people over, though, to have yes. those matches with. No, he's he's reliable. And, yeah. He's going to. Um, He's got, he's, it's going to turn Butcher in the Blade Baby face. And so they can probably, they'll probably face Gallows and Anderson. That'll be a bad match, but. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I've kind of moved myself back from, from like listening to all the podcasts, like, especially now where I'm like, okay, I'm over that they got released. I'm like, I mean, BTE got me back on Good Brothers being cool. Um, yeah. They, they get catch a kids over. Gotta love it. Come for the boys. <laughs> so now, what does we got? We got a couple questions here. Was that on purpose? Yes, there were sparklers. Okay. That was the, when I saw the sparklers. I started laughing. I was like, "Who was the idiot who thought of that?" Because uh, it looked like Gilbert's entrance at so that point. It's one of four or five. Like, so I am leaning on the fence that that actually was on purpose too. I like, think it was uh, it was done on purpose for a couple of reasons. None of like it was like the fire marshals were probably like you can only have these, you can't have these. Um, so we, they, when they probably saw like they probably had the boxes that they used when there's the good blow ups for the, for these types of matches. Like, you know what I'm talking about. They have the big, uh, they look like trash barrels, basically. Yeah. They're square boxes. And when those go off, it looks like the ring blows up. Uh, but they're all safely in the ring. Uh, Fire Marshal probably shut that shit down, I'm guessing. They're outside, though. Still in a crowded amphitheater. <sighs> I'm, I'm with you, but I, I think the Fire Marshals probably were just like, nope, we're not getting sued. Well, they are, they're a meme today. I heard of, they talked about them on Toucher and Rich today. Yes. And it's like, okay. Toucher, for, for one listener, Toucher and Rich is the local sports talk radio program. They're not wrestling fans. No. Um, they have wrestlers on all the time, but they were wrestling fans for like 10 minutes in 98, and that's it. Correct. So 
like it's getting a lot of publicity. Like it really, all of the explosions at the end of those matches are fucking stupid, anyways. They are, uh, but there's believable ones and unbelievable ones, and this was a very unbelievable one. This was so unbelievable that like I think it was on purpose to. They're gonna move ahead. Either they're gonna move ahead without ever mentioning it. They have to. They. This is, a black, this is a black eye in the company. This is the first time they absolutely positively failed in every meaning of the word. They didn't. This is and this isn't like an accidental. Oops, we botched a move. Fail like what Matt Hardy did. This is a holy fuck. This was a bad idea. Fail. I mean, it's just. I guess they're lucky that the people who were in it were the ones that were in it. The only the only out they had was if someone wins the match, the countdown stops, and they took that away from themselves. They're like, nope, after 30 minutes, the ring explodes. The timer's set. There's no stopping it. And so they worked themselves into that. They, they, they screwed themselves out of their only out, and when push came to shove, the, it just, oh, man, what a terrible, terrible explosion. It, uh, the worst ever in these batches. It was worse than the Terry Funk one. Because these had sparklers. You know, fucking the shit that kids hold. Yes. In, in their hands. So, fuck, I mean, <laughs> there's, you can't make it up. You can't, you can't fix it. You have to just roll with it. Um, at least after the match, uh, Moxley said that Kenny Omega can't build a, a deathmatch ring worth of shit. And kind of buried it. and <laughs> kind of, They kind of saved face. But um, they... they Someone, whoever rolled it to the ring when Kingston covered up Moxley after the explosion, whoever the doctor was, should have been like, hey, that looked like shit. No, sell it. You know? It, so they could have immediately fixed that was, it. That was the other thing, too. Is like, what do you do there? Because like, Kingston and Moxley can't see it. So they don't know. They're working That's blind. true. So you have to help them. Uh, you, 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 the I guess that's true. In. They didn't know how shitty that was. Oh, yes. that sucks. That's what I mean. So the person who rolls into the ring has to help them and be like, hey, that looked like shit. No solid. <laughs> what? That, I didn't even think about that. That fucking sucks. Yeah. So like, like that's like you're fucking, you're going to be Your working top guy on guy and, and a guy you're trying to make. Okay. Like, yeah. Like who should have been made? I mean, they're getting there with them. That's what I mean. Like, uh, man, just the, they're they, still going to be over. As but, long as they put, if, I guess if anyone can talk their way out of it, it's him too. He can, yeah, do, so, he can do no wrong as far as AEW is concerned. So you have Moxley and uh, Kingston. If you, if you no-sell it, they both get up unharmed. And then Moxley's like, dude, that, like, it didn't go off, but like, this was a dud. But you were going to protect me even if it wasn't a dud. And then they become friends again. You, know? you just do it there. So maybe that's probably what they'll do. And actually, you just you just wrote it for them. And if they yeah. don't do it, if they do it a different way, that's not going to be right. Is that that's... they they ignore the ten minute sell, but they acknowledge <laughs> that the bombs didn't go off. That that would work. Um, I think that's your their only course of action. Their only logical course of action that's at this point. So much more logical than anything I could come up with. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what a what a letdown there though, you know. <laughs> what a letdown because like it had all the pieces like you know like 
The the noise wasn't as annoying as the Onita Terry Funk one. No, because because I I watched that on Friday and I just showed up on my on my YouTube and I watched it. And like they start that fucking thing going off at like seven minutes. <laughs> and like to the point, where like I'm watching, I've seen that and I'm like, wow. I I got on the edge of my seat and I know exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, just creating a lot. Of, try to create anxiety. That's all that matches. But like this doesn't like make me think AEW sucks or anything though either. No, it shouldn't. It's just, it's just really unfortunate. It's just the yeah, it's their first big L that they have to take. Like their big actually, I guess it's their second with Matt Hardy. The Matt Hardy one I think is a bigger L. That was just that was that was just negligence. This was sometimes shit's gonna happen when you fucking do this. Maybe a lesson learned about these gimmick matches and you just stick with ladder and cage matches since they're tried and true. I don't know. I like that they tried it. I like that they tried it too. You gotta be gutsy and do something different. And they, they, um, they'll try it again too because that's what they that's what they do. And I'm fine with that. If they try it again, they have to guarantee that it would work. They have to oh, do no, it someplace where they can get away with do it. Do you know do you know how you get away with it? You go uh what was it? Wrestling Society X style. Oh my god! If they do that, they'll be under. They'll be the company will be over. <laughs> just the, the post effects, or just shake the camera. Shake camera post effects with the like. They used to like add in electricity after the uh, the electric bar- barbed wire spots. Yeah. So. Ugh. I mean, I liked. I thought the match was good. Up yeah, until, I liked the match a lot, and I like that Kenny was all bloody at the end, and his shirt was all stained. I like it makes you that. want one of those shirts. I well, I also want one of those shirts because it's the time that it, it's it, it probably sold more of those shirts. <clears throat> honestly, because yeah. that matches you. You're just never gonna forget that match. I, I I think you're gonna forget the match, but you're never gonna forget the finish. Yeah, which sucks because I like honestly. I think up until the execution of the bomb, it was great. I love the ending. I love what they the were one- gonna do. The one thing that they re- did really well was that barbed wire uh, two by four that exploded in Moxley's face. I loved it. That was such a good spot. Um, and it was like it was like the TV when that exploded. It was like whatever explosion was in there was in that thing, and uh, it just looked like believable. You know, I they they executed the the explosion portion of that death match exactly how I wanted them to. Very fake. But like very visually appealing. It was very visually appealing to the hard camera, but any other camera, you could see that the exp- the explosions were going off pretty f- like a foot away from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fine. I I know it's a work. It, it's we're all work. <laughs> we know it, wrestling. Wrestling is uh, just a fun show. Sometimes but, you uh, just sometimes you just need a blade job and a firework. <laughs> Why do you want to talk about Cowboy Bill Watts? Um, so Saturday, I I had a listener went to her sister's house. Returning listener went to her sister's house, and I had the house to myself. And Matt Jones, not listener, uh, went to a card store and bought the 1992 Impel WCW cards. So then okay. I start then I started watching WCW main event and Saturday nights from like '92. Nonstop. I was doing it again earlier today. 
Cowboy Bill Watts can suck all of my asshole. I'm so mad that he changed the rules and wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah, they changed the rules so the men are men. The men are men. They they have the tough guys there. They don't have the little wussies that need the the pads to fall on. Yeah, but they also banned top rope moves. You know why, he says? Why? Because he wants to make the wrestlers uh, do something to put the referee out of position so that they can do the top rope moves. That's not what he said. He said that they banned those moves because that's how Sting got hurt. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm I talking it, about it from a, a WWE documentary I saw like over a decade ago. I'm talking about from a guy who wa- heard him say it two hours ago. That's why they kayfaded it, but in actuality, they just probably like, a bunch so, of grandpas. It was, so, it was so out of touch, and it was 1992 or whatever it was. Like a, yeah, the, and he just wouldn't shut up about Terry Gordy and Steve Williams. Like, oh my god. He, he he was he was making grandpa wrestling. He was making grandpa wrestling, which sucks because wrestling they should have been pretty good. I also watched a competitive match with Cactus Jack and Arachnaman. <laughs> <laughs> uh Foley, what a giver. What uh what song are we leaving him with him this week? Oh god. Can you just copy and paste MJF song over Brutus? I don't want to. <laughs> um, um, WrestleMania. And we forgot to pick our Patriots QBs for the week. I'm picking Jimmy Garoppolo, and so is John. Enjoy the song.